God morning, listeners. Welcome back to Pray With Me. Let's get these blessings started. I'm your host, Pamela Staten, and it's a daily podcast. So don't forget to come and pray with me every day and hopefully in the morning. Let us pray in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. Mm -hmm. The courage to change the things I can. Mm -hmm. And the wisdom to know the difference. Living one day at a time. Mm -hmm. Enjoying one moment at a time. Mm -hmm. And accepting hardship as a pathway to peace. Taking as Jesus did this sinful world as it is and not as I would have it. Trusting that you will make all things right. Mm Mm-hmm. If I surrender to your will so that I may reasonably be happy in this life and supremely happy with you forever in the next. Amen. Okay, so yesterday we went on a fast and y'all did good. We did good. We got rid of all the negatives we weren't we stopped judging others we stopped with anger we stopped with worry we stopped with hostility so that means today 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 we are ready to feast once again so please join me in what we are going to feast on today let us feast on Christ indwelling in us Let us feast on the unity of all life. Let's feast on the reality of light. Feast on the healing power of God. Feast on phrases that purify. Feast on gratitude. Feast on patience. Feast on optimism. Feast on divine order. Feast on appreciation, affirmatives, an unceasing prayer. Feast on non-resistance. Feast on forgiveness. Feast on the compassion for others. Feast on eternal truth. Feast on hope. Feast on thoughts that uplift. Feast on enthusiasm. Feast on truth. Feast on promises that inspire. Feast on the sunlight of serenity. Let's feast on purposeful silence and feast on prayer that undergirds. Lord, give us life and we will live with the Lord. Amen. And what's a day without our marching orders? And we get them from our Proverbs, such nuggets of wisdom, and we need it. 
Those who lead good people along an evil path will fall into their own trap, but the honest will inherit good things. Rich people may think they are wise, but a poor person with discernment can see right through them. When the godly succeed, everyone is glad. When the wicked take charge, people go into hiding. People who conceal their sins will not prosper, but if they confess and turn from them, they will receive mercy. Blessed are those who fear to do wrong, but the stubborn are headed for a serious trouble. A wicked ruler is as dangerous to the poor as a roaring lion or an attacking bear. A ruler with no understanding will oppress his people but one who hates corruption will have a long life. A murderer's tormented conscience will drive him to the grave. Don't protect him. The blameless will be rescued from harm, but the crooked will be suddenly destroyed. A hard worker has plenty of food, but a person who chases fantasies ends up in poverty. The trustworthy person will get a rich reward, but a person who wants quick riches will get into trouble. Showing partiality is never good, yet some will do for a mere piece of bread they'll do wrong. Greedy people try to get rich quick, but don't realize that they're headed for poverty. In the end, people appreciate honest criticism far more than flattery. Anyone who steals from his father and mother and says, what's wrong with that? Well, they're no better than a murderer. Greed causes fighting and trusting the Lord leads to prosperity. Those who trust their own insight are foolish, but anyone who walks in wisdom is safe. Whoever gives to the poor will lack nothing, but those who close their eyes to poverty will be cursed. When the wicked take charge, people go into hiding. When the wicked meet disaster, the godly flourish. Whoever stubbornly refuses to accept criticism will suddenly be destroyed beyond recovery. When the godly are in authority, the people rejoice. But when the wicked are in power, they groan. The man who loves wisdom brings joy to his father. But if he hangs around with prostitutes, his wealth is wasted. A just king gives stability to his nation. But one who demands bribes destroys it. To flatter friends is to lay a trap for their feet. Evil people are trapped by sin, but the righteous escape for shouting for joy. The godly care about the rights of the poor. The wicked don't care at all. Mockers can get a whole town agitated, but the wise will calm anger. If a wise person takes a fool to court, 
There will be ranting and ridicule and no satisfaction. The bloodthirsty hate blameless people, but the upright seek to help them. Fools vent their anger, but the wise quietly hold it back. If a ruler pays attention to liars, all of his advisors will be wicked. The poor and the oppressor have this in common. The Lord gives sight to both of them. Interesting. Okay, stay with us. We'll be back. There's always Proverbs every day. Please read them and grow wise so you have a good life. Be right back with God's purpose for your life. Listeners, we share in a heavenly calling. Hebrews 3 verse 1 says, Holy brothers and sisters who share in the heavenly calling, fix your thoughts on Jesus. We have a heavenly calling. Plans for our life that originate from the throne of grace. The Lord raises you up to be everything that he created you to be. You are a member of the great assembly of witnesses with supernatural empowering for all that he calls you to accomplish. And you have authority. All things are subject to God's plan for your life as you obey him. What is past is gone. The Lord is doing a new thing in you. And this is why Paul says, Forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Yes, you may feel pulled downward by the circumstances of your life, but your call from Jesus is ever upward. Therefore, we got to leave the past behind. Let it go and look up to pursue your victorious heavenly calling. Take hold of God's plan by fixing your thoughts on Jesus. You don't have to figure it all out to be in control. Rather, focus on Christ, continually drawing nearer to him spiritually, relationally, emotionally intellectually, physically, and psychologically. And when you do, he takes care of the rest. Jesus, I fix my eyes on you, pressing on to take hold of all you have for me. Amen. Sorry for that thump in the middle. That's just the devil showing out. John chapter 8 verse 32 from Commanding Your Morning says, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Knowing the truth and knowing yourself truly help you drop facades and look to God for his divine purpose instead of being fooled by your own hidden agendas. 
This allows you to pray the heart of God, praying prophetically as he gives you the words to unlock the barriers keeping his will from the earth. Gaze up to heaven and pray with me. Father, like Paul, I desire to know you and the power of your resurrection and the fellowship of your suffering that I may become more like you. Free me of false pretenses through the knowledge of your word and increase my knowledge of who I am in you. Cleanse my heart of my own agenda. Break down every barrier in life that would keep me from hearing clearly from you. Bring everything that is misaligned into divine alignment today so that my words and actions work to advance your kingdom agenda. In the name of Jesus, amen. And 1 Timothy 1 says, This charge I commit to you according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you may wage the good warfare. Gaze up to heaven. Father, I live every word that proceeds out of your mouth. They nourish my spirit and change my perspective. I open my heart to receive fresh revelation from you today. I come into agreement with the words you've spoken to me. They will come to pass because you watch over your word to perform it. I commit to speak out of your spirit and not of myself so I can do great exploits in your name. In Jesus' name, amen. The people who speak out of the Spirit of God will do great exploits in His name. And to do so means to come into agreement with the God-breathed words spoken in the law and the prophets. As consummate planners and strategists, we must follow every word that proceeds out of God's mouth. Love it, love it, love it. So glad you came to pray with me. It always feels so good to spend this time with you. It kicks off our prayers for the day. And whether you go on to continue reading your Bible or circle back to later on saying more prayers, it's all good because we've started our day in the right way. In Touch Magazine has something interesting to say. It says, step into almost any bookstore and you can find a volume on pretty much any topic that you have in mind. If you want a new direction for your life, if your children are disobeying, if you're hoping to live in a healthier way, there are books that were written to help. But Are we reading trustworthy credentials? There's one place to find accurate information and true guidance. 
And that, my friends, is in the Bible. The Bible will bless and benefit everyone who reads it and everyone who applies its wisdom. Number one, the Bible gives direction for life. You can be sure God uses his word to lead us, no matter what our circumstances may be. Number two, the Bible scriptures strengthen us in grief or difficulty. It's true. By spending time processing what God says, we're reminded that he loves us, that he cares about our situation, and that he can handle whatever we are facing. Number three, God's word in the Bible helps us understand our inner motivations. Scripture acts like a mirror that lets us see ourselves as we truly are. The Bible is the very mind of God put into words so that we can know him more fully. Please learn to depend upon this amazing book as the foundation for life. Amen. We'll be back just a little bit more to share. Listeners, when I quote from certain scriptures, it might not be a bad idea to jot down the scriptures because they will come in handy. Like throughout the day, if you just need a quick pick-me-up, you can just go to verse and chapter. Revelation 21, verse 5. Behold, I make all things new. And this is from God's promises for your life. It says it may not be all that hard to imagine what life in heaven is like. Remember that the best part of getting to heaven is becoming the sorts of persons that we were always meant to be. And in our better moments, wanted to be in the loving company of God and all his children. Once we think of it this way, We can relax while we wait to see with our own eyes what we can only imagine here. Amen. And God's way, day by day. James 1, verse 22. Be the doers of the word, not the hearers only, deceiving yourselves. Many people today get in trouble because they will not wait for either God's timing or God's method. They are so consumed with the problem of their need that they act ahead of God or instead of God. They manipulate circumstances, people, and events on their own, seeking to resolve their need according to their own timing and cunning schemes which are acts of disobedience before God. Take any sin in any place at any time 
and you are going to find a great deal of manipulation at work. The end result is never entirely good. The immediate result may seem good, but not for long. The end result will always be heavily marred by disappointment, dissatisfaction, lack of fulfillment, and diminished success. And I feel sorry for anyone that is manipulating the circumstances, the people, or any events on their own. We can only pray for them. Amen. And as we end this podcast, let us pray openly, gazing up to heaven. Good morning, God. You're ushering in another day untouched and freshly new. So here I come to ask you, God, if you'll renew me too. Forgive the many errors that I made yesterday. And let me try again, dear God, to walk closer in thy way. But Father, I am well aware I can't make it on my own. So take my hand and hold it tight, for I can't walk alone. I want to share an act of kindness because I want to let you know that you never know who may be watching. So I had lunch yesterday with a good friend of mine in a popular restaurant. And as we were leaving, we were at the cashier and an obviously homeless man came in and he came up to the cashier and he said, can I please just have a glass of water, a cup of water, a glass of water. And uh, the cashier did get it for him. And when he came back, I happened to say to him, I said, would you like to have a meal? And he said, yes, I would. And I said, okay, great, what would you like? And he knew exactly what he wanted. And then he rushed away. So I ordered the meal with the cashier and I said, let me pay for it right now. And then I said, oh my God, did he leave? Did he go, where'd he go? And the friend that I was with said, no, he's sitting over there. And he had taken a seat at his own table. He was ready to eat. Okay, that's fine. I did that, you know, act of kindness. And I feel like saying, but of course I would. Well, anyway, we headed out to the parking lot. And I just want to let you know, at least four people in the parking lot said to me, wow, what a beautiful thing you did. And I didn't even realize that anybody had really seen me do it. So it just goes to show you, you never know who's watching. And I only hope that my actions maybe would inspire someone the next time they're at a restaurant and they see someone come in who's hungry or forlorn 
or obviously homeless if they would extend a meal to them. I felt God's hand extend from my hand and that's all that I wanted to feel. Amen. Bye for now. Thank you.